shit that scares us. A podcast about scary stuff. Welcome back, everybody. Oh my gosh, exciting. I hope you all had an amazing <laughs> Easter. Brits, how are you Happy doing? Happy Easter weekend. Oh, I'm doing well. I'm feeling well rested. I did nothing for like three days straight, so I'm feeling really good. Oh my god, <laughs> how are you? It's great. I didn't do anything for the whole weekend. It was awesome. <laughs> I always feel like kind of guilty when you get like assigned time off, um, you know, like public holidays, like not actually making use of them. I feel really bad, but at the same time, it's super nice to just kind of sit around. Oh, dude, like. I, I schedule it in my calendar. It's basically named like get fat, eat chocolate. Like, <laughs> like literally I block that time off. I look forward to it every freaking year. <laughs> so good. And it's, it's always so nice when it's like, uh, uh, my partner took a Thursday off this week as well. Oh, nice. And he, he came home on the Thursday. And so he had Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And he also took, uh, obviously, Mondays off as well. Yeah, so yeah. he had like four days. It was so nice. Oh, oh just, Yeah, it was Lux. really good. <laughs> oh, so you might have noticed that we have a different song in the intro today. And that's because we changed it. Um, shout out to Sue from Fiverr. She's great. Uh, I think her, if you want to look her up and in the future, maybe commission some work. I think she goes under like happy ukulele song. Um, and then her name is Sue spelled S-U. I just wanted to shout her out cause she's, her voice is super cute and I love the song so much. <laughs> yeah, no, I listened to it, um, literally a couple of days ago and oh my God, love it. Love it. Love it. <laughs> so good. <laughs> so good. Oh gosh, we're doing, um, oh, what, what am I saying? How do you podcast? <laughs> Brain. Long weekend. I, <laughs> long weekend, how? We're doing this on like a literal, uh, what day is it for me? Is it Sunday today or is it it's, Monday? It's a Monday, it's Monday for you. Yeah. It's a Tuesday for me. <laughs> I just finished work and I'm just like, <laughs> Time feels like it's like literally never ending. Oh my God. Um, um you know, so this week we are doing, um, Legends. Uh, so basically mm. like uh, folk stories or folklore, um, I guess it really depends on the culture you are kind of talking about. But yeah, so far um, it's, yeah, legends, legends this week. I was super excited about this week and also it took me forever to choose what I to know, do. And I've changed, so many. Oh my <laughs> I've changed my story <laughs> since the last time that I told you about it. So Dude, it's actually I always changed mine. Like, so obviously like we talked the other night. Um, yeah. And I, I was like, oh shit. Like, I just, you know, that it's self doubt. Yeah. And you're just like, oh, maybe I should change. I'm like, no, no, no. We're going through it. We're going hard. <laughs> no, no, no. I think you're going to do great. I'm really excited to hear yours. Um, yeah, I, I felt the same. I had initially picked one that kind of sort of went really well with yours. I feel like the one that I have now still does. But yeah, I picked this one today. <laughs> I was walking around the barn. I was out at the barn today um, and I was just like walking around the barn, like typing it into my notes as we were going and just like listening to um, YouTube videos and stuff, trying to do the research while I was going about my day. It was so intense, but we got it done. So I'm excited. I'm feeling good. Shall we talk about like, I'm trying to think how we can tie this into uh, popular culture in a way as well. Like, have you watched anything that has like legends in it or are you attracted to films or tv that that center around like legends oh dude like i mean it's me (laughs) i i've been 
Stupid question. <laughs> I've been following and supporting the Supernatural um, series for like years. Like literally since it came out, I think the first time I saw it was like the first time I'd ever gone to the States and I was staying mm-hmm. up late in the hotel room because obviously jet lag, you can't sleep, your time is all mm. fucked. Um, and it yeah. came on TV and I'm like, who is this goddamn handsome human? Holy crap. <laughs> and then I saw that there were two of them and I'm just like, holy shit. <laughs> 12-year-old me was just like, damn. Uh, And so when I got back home, I basically, like, searched everywhere. And because, obviously, like, back then you could, like, sneak things on YouTube and um, and watch them illegally. I mean, what? We watch everything legally. Yeah, what? what? I'm in the acting industry. (laughs) I buy all my movies. I literally do. But, you know, I binged everything on... um, on YouTube and then uh, a couple other sites just watching Supernatural. And I think the first episode that I actually saw of theirs was the Scarecrow one um, mm, when basically I they're like that. in that town and um, the Scarecrow guy is like killing people and apple pie. Oh, wait, that's like the, the deity, like the, yeah, the, the it's like deity the one, right? Yeah, deity type of thing. That's the yeah. first one I saw and I was like, oh, my God, I love this. And so I just, yeah, I fully got sucked into it and, yeah, really, really, really enjoyed it. The one that I remember the most is the woman in white. Yeah. The one on the roadside. Yes. Yeah. I oh remember that being like one of the first ones. Is that the pilot episode? It might even be the pilot, I, to be honest. I can't remember, honestly. Um, there's, there's so many now. They all so kind of like many, yeah. blur into one. But hey, shout out. I am that much of a mega fan that I also watched the anime version as well. <laughs> oh, I didn't even know that there was an anime version. Yeah, there's an anime version and it's just as good. <laughs> Oh my god, I love it. It's only like, a here's couple, the real question. Yeah, it's only a couple seasons, but yeah, it's still still good. Here's the real question though. Are you a Sam or a Dean girl is my question. Can I be both at the same time? <laughs> <laughs> is this a polyamorous situation, maybe? Uh, no, I so I, I so know, know you maybe mean. Or maybe a, you're a Castile more... girl, I don't know. <laughs> oh my god, I shipped that shit so hard. <laughs> Oh god! Oh god! Um, Honestly, yeah. like Demon Dean, Dado. <laughs> oh yeah! Spoilers, by the way, everyone. <laughs> oh yeah, sorry. <laughs> I mean, you had 15 years to watch it, so too bad. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I actually was waiting for someone to send us an email after last week where we were talking about the end of Endgame, and you were talking about like who dies because people oh, go so hard on spoilers. But it's been like five years or something. It's been like it's, four it's, years. Yeah, since. it's been a while. Like, get with the program. <laughs> Yeah. If you haven't watched it, it's your own damn fault. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm I'm a fan of legends. I really like the big like the big, very old legends. Like I'm a big sucker for old folklore stuff, like uh like the Kraken or like, you know, the unicorns. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which like... are real. Oh, Dragons, yeah. also real. Dragons, <laughs> yep, also real. Yep. Um, those are like my, and obviously like vampires and stuff like that as well. Um, classic, but those are kind of been like modernized and twisted into like a really sexual, yeah. sexy situation. But so, like, obviously like legends um, that like, you know, kind of tie into maybe, you know, fables and things today, like, you know, throwing mm. salt over your shoulder for, I don't, fuck, where did that originate from? Like <laughs> something to do with ghosts, something about ghosts, uh, being, uh, having grown up with mothers that make a lot of boiled potatoes so that they are uh, terrified of salt because their mom always oversalted their food. Not shout out to my mom <laughs> or anything. <laughs> 
They're like, no, none of this. Oh, <laughs> My no. freaking cholesterol can't take it. I've like, um, I've heard a couple cool ones like about like certain trees and stuff. Like if you make your door frame out of um, certain trees, like anything negative or anything that wishes you harm can't pass it or, or stuff like that. Like I've always found. Oh, those that's cool. Yeah, that's cool. I uh, I watched. Um, no, I listened to, sorry, the audiobook of Bad Jolly the Witch when I was younger. Yes. Oh my God. I freaking love that. Yeah. And there's like a, uh, it's not, it's it's sort of similar to the door situation, but it's like fairy doors are also a thing. Like yeah. doors in the uh, trunks of trees and stuff being like an entrance to somewhere, you, somewhere safe from witches. <laughs> did you ever read the Spiderwick Chronicles um, and like, you know, the fairy stones, how you could like look through them and that's how you could see fairies? Oh, you know what? I didn't read Spiderwick Chronicles, but I did really like the movies. Um, oh, so, so when I was good. a lot younger, I, but I don't remember the plot very well. I do remember it was a, like a house. Yeah, uh, yeah, it was like a house, and like there's this book that basically has all knowledge on all fairies in it, and um, the bad goblin is like trying to um, get his hands on it so he can destroy all fairy kind. Like, yeah, that I mean, typical kid kind of plot, but you know, we love fairies though. Fairies, fairies are always super interesting. Yeah. Um, and they're, 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 the thing with folklore is, like, there's literally so much to it. And everybody has some sort of – it's like this – everyone has the same story, but just, like, one fact is different in every single, like, story. So they're always changing, and it's so hard to keep track of what's, you know, like, what's uh, – what's the word for something that's, like, OG, original? Yeah, like – Yeah, it's almost <laughs> like, you know, like, keeping track of the origins and, like, it's, it's – I mean, it's, it's pretty fitting, too, because, I mean – in terms of us like our childhood growing up like fairies were a big thing like nan's garden was like the home of fairies like we'd always do stuff like to i don't know leave them little gifts or yeah like it was very something that was real to us growing up as kids yeah we yeah like our grandma always would be like yeah make this fairy dress out of paper and now that i've been on like pagan tiktok i'm like learning that you're not really supposed to interact with fairies yeah (laughs) i'm like (laughs) and i'm like i don't know if that was the best idea when we were children and very vulnerable grandma yeah like Um, (laughs) some of the stuff i've seen on tiktok like now and i'm just like shit i did that as a child like am i cursed (laughs) is that why some of my shit still goes missing like (laughs) am i cursed yeah literally just like seven years of straight bad luck eh? oh Oh, my god (laughs) but yeah today we are talking about legends we both of course you know the name of the game uh by now we have a story each one of us will go first i believe i'm going first yeah today i am talking about a scottish legend uh, and that is the Kelpie. Ooh. So, not Cowpie, like C O C O W P E E, not like Cowpie. The Kelpie. My yeah, my accent just makes it sound like Cowpie, which is not the you know, oh ideal. I, but anyway, I love the, this. Yeah, no, honestly. Oh my god, yes. The Kelpie. So K E L P I. Kelpie. Right. So if you don't know what a Kelpie is. It's a very famous legend. Uh, arguably, it's one of Scotland's most famous legends, aside from like Loch Ness Monster. Um, but the Kelpie is sometimes referred to as a water horse. The, there is actually a movie about the water horse that was shot in New Zealand, um, which doubles really well for Scotland because it looks so similar to Scotland. Um, it's got all the hills and stuff. But uh, I think the movie had Alex Etel in oh, it. Oh, was that as a shot kid. in New Zealand? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually know someone was that was in that film. Oh my god. Um, yeah. So, 
um, Ben Van Leer actually was in that film, a colleague of mine, um, through Viva La Dirt League. Um, and yeah, he was in that. Uh, but yeah, shot in New Zealand. Does look very similar to Scotland. A lot of hills, a lot of greenery, some really big lakes that uh, double for the loch. But yeah, in the in the water horse, essentially, the film goes that uh, this kid befriends the water horse that lives in Loch Ness, I believe. It actually, it's interesting because the, the film adaption of this, this whole th- thing, the, the legend, the water horse in the film doesn't really look like uh, any of the Kelpies or that are described in folklore. The Kelpie is very quickly, it's essentially a spirit or like a spectral horse that has the ability to appear human. Um, it's said to haunt uh, predominantly rivers and later lochs in Scotland. Loch is a lake. Uh, some people say that the Kelpie and the water horse are actually different in folklore. So there's two, essentially two um, arguments. One is that the water horse is not a Kelpie. Um, and one is that the words are sort of interchangeable. For today's sake, we're we're going to keep in mind that the Kelpie is said to haunt mostly like rivers instead of large bodies of water. Some people think that it's moved on to lochs and like larger bodies of water anyway. Um, but yeah, just keep that in mind that there's supposed to be some sort of difference. Um, overall, it's supposed to be a trickster um, and often has malicious intentions. I'm a horse girl. Uh, let's just put that out there right now. I freaking love horses. I've been around them since I was a kid. Tor and I actually used to have a horse that we shared, but it was a pony Fuck named Thomas. Thomas. <laughs> He's a little, he was the biggest shit on he the, tried on to the kill planet. me like so many times. <laughs> Um, and ironically, it, he was a Shetland pony, which is actually one of the, the breeds that's uh, native to Scotland. So it's all coming full circle. Um, but yeah, we, we had a horse that we shared. Um, I've been around them since I was a kid. And like to describe a horse's personality if you've never been around them, they're all different in some way. But generally speaking, they're pretty playful. They're really gentle. Um, they're all very unique. You know, some people... Uh, compare them to large dogs because <laughs> some of them are very like personable but they're also prey animals they're prey animals uh they're clearly prey animals because their eyes are on either side of their head so they can spot scary big cats and i don't know dogs and boar or whatever attacks a horse in new zealand i'm trying to think but yeah they're always lis- listening and looking out for threats and stuff like that which is interesting because in this tale the traditional tale of the kelpie um, it comes across that the Kelpie is quite predatory, which sort of sub- it subverts the idea of like a gentle herd animal. Um, and this is because the spirit has the intention to trick people, right? So it needs a trustworthy face to do that. And that kind of reminds me of what we were talking about at the end of last week's episode uh, about how, you know, there are these like animals that have been flipped to be untrustworthy or the, the trustworthy animal being a guise for bad stuff. So this is kind of another example of that. The Kelpie itself has usually been described as a horse that is able to adopt a human form, which has traditionally been male. Uh, This does change in some artworks and some stories, but accounts state that the Kelpie usually retains its hooves when when appearing as a human, which is why uh, people have associated the legend uh, with the devil, because, you know, a person with hooves is generally bad. (laughs) Unless it's Mr. Tumnus, who was all round a good guy. Hey, he could have been a secret Kelpie. <laughs> Mr. Thomas. He did drug Lucy in his literal house. So yeah, I kind of look past that because James McAvoy plays him. So oh, he's such a babe. I love him. Oh, what a babe. Anyway, <laughs> sidebar. Um, he's also Scottish. 
full circle that's what i'm saying now if it's not important it's very interesting to note that the kelpie is not the only water horse in scotland um there is another water horse uh, named the Ich Uskere, which I literally just had to look up for pronunciation, but you didn't hear me do that, so we got it right. <laughs> um, so they're like the Kelpie in the fact they shapeshift. They take the form sometimes of a horse, sometimes of a pony, or a beautiful man. <laughs> so the Ich Uskere appears as a majestic horse. It, it, it tempts you to ride it with its majestic mane. We've all been there. I know if I saw as a child, a majestic horse, I probably would have had zero common sense and I probably would have tried to ride it because when you're a kid and you're a horse girl, you think that you have a uh, bond with every single horse that you see. You think that you and the horse were destined to be together (laughs) Um, and that you can read each other's minds. And that's just coming from personal experience. Um, So (laughs) it tempts you to ride it when you hop on. Basically what happens is it becomes really sticky, which is so gross, but it becomes really sticky um, and you can't unstick yourself from the horse, right? Uh, Then it basically takes off to some sort of body of water where it will drown you. Uh, Then it will rip you apart and eat everything uh, but your liver. Also, I've heard. Sexy. (laughs) Just just fun horse things. Um, So... Yeah, this this horse is supposed to be its its habitat is supposed to be in the lochs in the surrounding uh, oceans of Scotland, and most like I said before, most folklorists, which I believe is the word, argue that the kelpie sticks to sort of rivers or did initially, um, but then was believed to have inhabited larger bodies of water um, like the lochs. Now the the kelpie, in terms of its appearance, varies. Which breed of horse it's based on on i couldn't find this in any article but i mean the native horses of scotland are like the clydesdale which is like a really large draft horse the highland pony i got bit by a highland pony when i was in scotland like in 2019 at the end i was staying at this airbnb which was a castle so wild um and the guy was like hey do you want to come meet my highland pony and i was like is this a euphemism for something (laughs) but it wasn't like Um, do you want to come into my van I'm like, look, I'm a horse girl and I will follow you anywhere to see a horse. So yes, I do want to meet your Highland Pony. Um, and then I met the Highland Pony and it bit me really hard on the finger. So that's a vibe. Jesus. Um, yeah, I know. I like did that thing that when you get hurt in front of a stranger, you just pretend to not be hurt, but you like no. really are. And you're like holding, I was like holding my finger, just like clutching it. Oh, God. <laughs> Trying to be like, yeah, 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 I'm sweet. Um, yeah, so we've got the Highland Pony, the Shetland Pony. We had one of those. His name was Thomas, a great lad. Um, and then there are lesser known breeds like the Eriske Pony, I believe is how you pronounce it. The Garon, um, and actually an extinct breed called, uh, called the Galway. Galway, Galway. And when it comes to the appearance of the Kelpie specifically, there's a, a quite a large tell uh, from a Kelpie of that of just like a standard horse in someone's paddock. Apparently the Kelpie's hooves are supposed to be reversed, like they're put on backwards, which I know, which I don't know how that would work physically. Like how I'm trying to imagine how it's walking with its, like how the mechanics of the walk works and I cannot picture it. So I don't know. Just like a constant moonwalk. (laughs) Yeah. Just moonwalks. He's in a lake and he just like moonwalks out and he's like, hey, (laughs) jump on kids. Um, uh, so like the other the other horse, the Kelpie, you don't want to touch it. It's pretty bad news. If you touch the Kelpie, basically you're stuck to it and you can't do a lot to get free. Um, and Kelpies are all through folklore. Specifically, I actually bought a book on this 
to have a, as a reference for what we were talking about today. It's titled The Law of Scotland, A Guide to Scottish Legends, and that was written by Sophia Kingshill. And in that, if you've got it online, you can actually just search the word Kelpie. Um, and it's all through these tales. They're really short tales, but they're it's all through them. So it just wherever there's like a a river in, involved in any Scottish tale, there tends to be a Kelpie there, which is, you know, if nothing, it's consistent. When I was reading this book by Sophia Kingshill, I came across one particular very short tale that I will tell you. This Kelpie had been in the habit of appearing as a beautiful black horse on a well-frequented road in the Highlands. By his winning ways, he allured unwary travellers to mount him. No sooner had the wary, unsuspecting victim seated himself in the saddle than away darted the horse with more than the speed of the hurricane and was plunged into the deepest part of Loch Ness, and the rider was never more seen. So that's essentially what you can expect from a Kelpie attack. You see a real fine-looking horse, back in the olden days too, horses were like money, right? You see that horse, you're like, yeah, that's a prime vehicle, like, yeah, I'll take that. And then um, you get on it, and it's like, psych, I'm gonna drown you. <laughs> Maybe, maybe like just on a on a slight tangent, like yeah, the like because obviously like legends and and folk tales are usually kind of like uh, lessons, basically. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Don't so worry. It, there is. I talk about a little bit about how this is actually a cautionary tale, as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's absolutely a cautionary tale. You're totally right, and that's what's so interesting about these legends is it's um, the way that they adapt over time to better fit the teller's needs <laughs> like that's oh why God, they're yes. right they're so different in certain ways because the teller's like you know what this story would really fit what i need it to be but i'm gonna change one detail just to make it more specific to my situation <laughs> but yeah so in that story that i just told you might have heard me mention the fact that the the kelpie takes you or took the rider to loch ness i actually went to loch ness in 2019 the day that i went it was like misty it was gray uh, we took one of the tour boats that's there out on the water and the water is so dark. Like the actual lake water is so, so dark. It's impossible to see into the depths. Um, and that's because there's this thing called peat uh, in the soil on, on the surrounding shores. So it essentially dyes the water really dark. And also it doesn't help that the loch is like 230 meters uh, deep at its deepest point, which makes it the second deepest loch in Scotland. And of course, Loch Ness is associated with Nessie, right? The Loch Ness monster that's supposedly lurking around in the water. I mean, I didn't see it when I was there. And the boat that I was in had these scanners on the bottom um, that essentially just showed us the entire like lake floor. Uh, and we didn't see it in any of those. Like scan The scanners didn't see it. Um, the guy that was taking the tour did say that they chalked it up to the, there being these really big catfish that lived there at one stage, which is just crazy to me. That's one big fucking catfish. <laughs> I know, right? And Loch Ness was supposedly at one stage to have had its own Kelpie. Uh, and this Kelpie was bested by uh, a man who was a Highlander. Love that for him. Um, I'm imagining Jamie McTavish, um, his original name. Um, and this guy was called James McGregor, which is even better. Um, and legend has it that in the early 19th century, James McGregor was able to cut off uh, this Kelpie that was sort of haunting um, the the forest and the and Loch Ness's shores. He was able to come up to this Kelpie and cut off its bridle, which apparently renders the Kelpie helpless, totally powerless. Basically, without the bridle, the Kelpie is supposed supposed to die. Um, so James cut off its bridle, and the Kelpie who who could talk apparently attempted 
unsuccessfully to bargain with MacGregor for the return of his bridal. <laughs> Which I'm just, it that sounds like a Rick and Morty episode. I'm like, yeah. I just can't. <laughs> just Please, sir, don't take my bride. <laughs> I need it. But he's Scottish. I need it. I need it to love. <laughs> um, and he, so he, he goes up to this guy's house. He's like, he follows McGregor home to his house. And he's like, please give me my bridal back, bud. And McGregor is like, absolutely fucking not. You cannot have it. Um and McGregor was like, you can't come in. I've got your bridal. You cannot come into this house. Also, there's a cross above my door, which means you, the de- devil, cannot enter this house. And the Kelpie was like, oh, fuck. Um, and McGregor apparently threw the bridal out of a window. I don't understand how that was helpful in the story at all, because at this point, the Kelpie couldn't get in. So he just tosses it outside. Uh, but the Kelpie eventually leaves, right? Um, and he's all pissed off. He's like, damn, I guess I'm going to die. Classic Kelpie stuff. She's like, fuck. Yeah. Oh, damn it. He's clicking his cloven hoof. He's like, shit. <laughs> what am I going to do? Like, I'm going to go Angry drown some children. Walks. Yeah, he moonwalks back to the lake where he came from. With his creepy little feet. I hate it. Okay, so... <laughs> um, so basically, that's how you kill a Kelpie. One way that you kill a Kelpie, right, is you cut off its bridle. Legends also state that if you can capture a Kelpie, you would do it by taking a halter that has a cross on it and putting it on the Kelpie. And so then you've got yourself a Kelpie. What you do with it after you caught it, I have no fucking clue. Whatever you want, I guess. Um, And also another way to kill the Kelpie supposedly is a silver bullet a la werewolf. It'll just knock it right out. Um, I don't know where you would shoot it. I don't really know about the innards of a Kelpie. Imagine in the chest (laughs) through the heart maybe a lot of this stuff like we were just talking about tor said about uh legends being uh cemented in warnings or warnings being cemented in legends rather uh this this story sort of comes across as a cautionary tale a lot of the time because many of the legends involving kelpies are associated with children right or they involve children um and these children generally will climb on board of the Kelpie or the horse that they believe they believe it's a horse at this point they'll climb on the back of the horse um and the Kelpie might stretch its back out so that it, it can take more than one kid at a time and then essentially the Kelpie will take the children into the lake and drown them so whether this is a story that parents tell their kids to get them to stay away from large bodies of water because like water safety back in ye olde days wasn't like wear a life jacket they were like <laughs> just like, don't no, fuck with them kelpies there's a big fucking monster that lives there instead just hardcore parenting eh? that's what i imagine <laughs> it's like <laughs> x games mode parenting i can't um Top and parenting i know right <laughs> and uh also because the kelpie sometimes talks about they sometimes the legends talk about the kelpie being a, a handsome man some people think that it's also a warning for people to stay away from men, which I would yeah, also that, second. That that religious uh, uh, connotation there, like, uh, yeah, don't, don't talk to boys. Boys are bad. Cooties. Yeah, especially handsome boys. Don't go near them. They're the devil. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's crazy. We love to see it. But yeah, this legend is really nuanced. Uh, there are so many different sort of like renditions of it. There are so many different water spirits or water uh, demons or water guardians all throughout folklore and in so many different places. It's almost impossible to understand the entirety of this topic. I was looking it up and every time 
I thought I had the story, I was like, damn, there's so many more things that I could put into this, but you just end up covering so much more than you can in like one, in one podcast setting anyway. But yeah, that is the Kelpie. What I've learned from researching this is that, um, hot men may be horses, uh, physically horses cannot walk backwards. So clearly this has to be a ghost horse. I don't think their feet cannot go on backwards. It doesn't make any sense. Um, and just like wear a life jacket, maybe, uh, don't have a liver. No, no, do have a liver. No, regardless of whether you have a liver, you'll probably get eaten is what I've learned. I love it. (laughs) There's a lot of stuff in there. Hey, honestly, like a lot of them, they, a lot of legends, they always have like, you know, really, I guess like so many different tangents and, and other bits and pieces that kind of fit into it. So yeah, no, it's almost impossible to you know cover everything in like i don't know 30 minutes or less or something like that like absolutely um so my story today is uh on skinwalkers um the story that i have found is based out of arizona um america united states Mm -hmm. awesome um so the skinwalker is an ancient native american legend that takes on various forms across different tribes the navajo um, depict skinwalkers as medicine men who have gone to the dark side. Um, so they are able to shapeshift into animals, other people. In the Navajo language, they are called Yinaldushi, um, which translates to it goes on all fours. Oh. Creepy. <laughs> um, now, creepy. I just want to make uh, very clear that um, there is a big difference between, obviously, skinwalkers and actual healers. Um, in Native American culture Um, so traditional healers learn both good and evil magic but it's those that become corrupt and choose uh, dark magic or taboo things um, that become witches or uh, you know um, skinwalkers so um, the animals that are associated with this type of witchcraft um, are usually tricksters Um, a good example is the coyote uh, however, it can, well, however, skinwalkers, they can take on other creature forms and obviously people. And usually those other creatures are associated with um, death or bad omens. So kind of tying back into to last week as well, which is mm. great. Full circle. We love that. Um, so the story that I stumbled across from Arizona was by Stephen Wagner. I'm sorry if I've butchered your name, Stephen, but... um. Yeah, no, I found this to be really interesting, and I thought you guys might enjoy it. So um, this story is about a family based out in Arizona that uh, have possibly come in contact or had an encounter with a skinwalker on a eerie desert highway uh, through Navajo country. So let's begin. Uh, Since she was a little girl, Frances knew that she was different. She could... Always, you know, see things, hear things, and feel things. But it was pretty normal for her family. It was considered odd if you actually didn't have some type of sense. But nothing would prepare her for the encounter that she had on a dark desert road in Arizona. Something that still chills her to her core this very day. Now let's go back to 1982. Yeah, Just after moving... I fucking love the 80s. I know. I was such an 80s baby. (laughs) Let's go arcade. I'm ready. (laughs) Um, Let's go back to 1982. After moving to Arizona from Wyoming, her family decides to take a trip back home to Wyoming to visit friends and family. 
just for some context, the only member um, of the family that is not present on this road trip at the time is her older brother, as he is um, currently with the army. The trip took them along Route 163 through the Navajo Indian Reservation and through a town called Kienta. Um, just shy of the Utah border and the magnificent Monument Valley Navajo Tribal Park. Anyone who has lived in Arizona for the length of time knows that the Indian Reservation can be a beautiful but harsh place for non-natives. Strange things can happen there and Frances definitely found out this. Prior to Frances's departure, her friend had warned her and her family. So her friend is um, of Navajo Nation. Mm-hmm. Um she warned her uh, that traveling through the reservation, um, especially at night, can be a little bit dangerous. Mainly just because, obviously, you know, there's not a lot of light. Um, it's not normally street lit. And obviously, you're in the middle of nowhere and anything could go wrong. And obviously, America, wild animals, all that. Anyway, moving on. Her friend, prior to the family leaving, gave them a blessing and wished them stra- uh, safe travels. The trip to Wyoming was pretty mundane, but the trip home is where things get pretty interesting. At about 10 p.m., the family was heading back through um, the same route along 163, well, Route 163. Just 20 miles out from Kienta, there was no moon in sight, just pitch black as far as the eye could see. Suddenly, Francis's father broke the silence and said, we have company. Francis and her mum looked out the back window of the truck and sure enough, a pair of headlights appeared over the crest of the hill then disappeared as the car went down and then reappeared. Francis said it was nice to have company should something go wrong near the vehicle and its passengers would be alone. True. Thunder began to rumble across a vast clouded sky. Her brother, who was in the back of the truck enjoying the night air, decided it was probably best to get back in the truck before it started to rain. Frances opened the slider connecting the trailer to the cabin and her little brother crawled in, squeezing between her and her mother. Frances noticed that the car was still following them. She watched as the car's headlights crested on another hill and began to descend again until it disappeared. But it never reappeared. Her father thought they might have just pulled over, but that didn't make sense to Frances. Why in the hell would a driver slow down or worse yet, stop at the bottom of a hill in the middle of the night with nothing around them for miles and miles. People do weird stuff when they drive, her father replied. She kept watching, but the lights never reappeared. The truck was coming to a bend in the road and started to slow down. Frances turned her head to look out the passenger window when her mother screamed and her father cried out, Jesus Christ, what the hell is that? Oh, God, Franz- no, no. <laughs> no, no. And I'm out. I'll see you later. <laughs> yeah, I'm out. <laughs> oh, my God, oh, my God. Frances wasn't entirely sure what was happening, but instinct told her to lock the door. She braced her back against her small brother and held firmly onto the door, not knowing quite why. Oh, my God. I'm just like, <laughs> I'm like, freaking out. Um... Everyone was yelling. Her father flicked on the interior cabin light. She'd never seen him so spooked in her life. Frances's father was white as a ghost. She could see the hair on the back of his neck standing straight up, like a cat. Oh, God. (laughs) Oh, my God. I'm just sitting here, like, very uncomfortable. (laughs) 
honestly like I when I was reading this um and like kind of taking notes and stuff I, I was freaking terrified it's it brings shivers to my spine <sighs> her okay. father slammed on the brakes to prevent the truck from swerving into a ditch but something leaped out and at the side of the truck and now Francis could clearly see what had started the panic it was black and hairy and was eye level with the passengers in the cab Despite its monstrous appearance, whatever this thing was, it wore man's clothes. A white and blue checked shirt and what appeared to be jeans. Its eyes were yellow and its mouth was open. She could almost see the breath misting on the glass. And then it was gone. By the time the family had reached Kienta for gas, they had finally calmed down. Frances and her father climbed out of the pickup to check the side of the truck to see if the creature had done any damage. They were surprised to see that the dust on the side of the truck was undisturbed. And so the dust on the hood was also undisturbed. In fact, they found nothing out of the ordinary. No blood, no hair, no nothing. The family drove the rest of the way home, doors locked, lights on. And that, they thought, was the end of it. Oh no, that was the end of it, wasn't it? <laughs> wasn't it? <laughs> a few nights later, around 11pm, Francis and her brother were awakened by the sound of drumming. They looked out his bedroom window into the backyard, which was surrounded by a fence. Then the drumming grew louder. Three or four men appeared behind the wooden fence. They looked like they were trying to climb the fence, but they couldn't. Terrified. Frances slept in her little brother's room that night. They clung to each other in fear. After the incident, Frances talked to her Navajo friend to try and shed some light on what actually had happened. Was she seeing things? Was this all in her head? Her friend told Frances that it was probably a skinwalker that had tried to attack her family, which is quite unusual as they don't usually go after non-natives, according to her friend. She said that they wanted to come after your family, but they couldn't gain access because something was protecting them. Was it the blessing that her friend gave them before their travels? Later that day, the perimeter of the property, the house, and the vehicles, and the family were blessed again. Frances says that she hasn't been bothered by skinwalkers since, but she does not travel alone now, or without a weapon, or without a protective amulet. I don't like the the visual that I have in my head of the chair. I know. I don't. Oh, God. Oh, my God. That's so scary. And I've seen on – this is – I always keep talking about TikTok on this freaking podcast. I swear to God, I don't spend that much time on it. I do. I'm lying. But anyway. Yeah, no, um, I do too. Don't worry. <laughs> I've seen a lot of videos uh, where people are recording something that sounds like an animal – or like a person calling to to them from the woods and they're like they're always recording this moment and in the comment section it's always people saying oh that's probably a skinwalker like don't go to it don't don't do you yeah remember um when like god when tiktok kind of first came out and was a thing people were like doing is it geocaching or uh something where like you go to this website and it gives you random coordinates and you basically go there and like some people you know found like um which stone circles or like some people found a body oh my god in like a bag like i know it's something to do with like coordinates i'm probably 
buggering up what the actual site is. But yeah, right. there was like a huge thing and predominantly like a yacht, uh, a lot of like young girls were like kind of going out and doing these adventures. And it's like, these people could like be baiting you <laughs> to like yeah. kidnap you. Like it was just really dodgy shit. But yeah, like similar. Yeah. yeah don't romanticize the internet, y'all. It's dangerous as fuck. Don't do it. I, I found like another article uh, just before we were about to record just, um, so I just wanted to have another look and see if I could find anything else interesting about it. But um, uh, one of the posts that I found said that um, they are almost near impossible to kill. Um, some traditions state that, you know, a bullet, knife or spear dipped in white ash might, and I say might, be able mm. to kill it. But um, apart from that, I couldn't really find much else. So <laughs> uh, oh, Jesus. don't, don't, don't engage. Walkers, basically. Don't, yeah. don't engage. Hey. Holy moly, that's such a scary, scary story. It, it's it's really interesting, but yeah, I was definitely definitely freaked out, and um, it's kind of interesting as well. Like they do pop up a fair bit in pop culture. Like I mean, there's been several you know episodes um, that I've seen like with either supernatural or like grim, um, mm. that reference them. So they're definitely. Um, I do remember the supernatural uh, episode. Yeah, it, yeah, I remember that one really clearly. Actually, it's one of the first ones I think they have. Um, I think also uh, True Blood, if I remember correctly, there was a character that, um, oh God, uh, I think it might have been Sam. He he could transform into animals and um, the storyline there was like, you can transform into animals and that was okay. But if you transformed into people, that's when you became like an actual skinwalker because you're taking on someone else's skin. Oh. I, I I can't quite remember it. But yeah, it's definitely yeah. Um, quite um, popular in, in TV and um, in movies and stuff. Yeah, I can understand why, right? It's kind of like a, um, it's again, it's being like uh, tricked or fooled into something, right? Deceived. Yeah. I just want to also point out there, I don't know um, what the rules are for uh, reservation access in America, um, but in New Zealand, when it comes to sacred land, you need permission to go out there. So don't go out looking for... Yeah, stay off people's, stay yeah, off traditional stay, like, lands. Stay the fuck yeah, off traditional like, lands. Unless you're invited... Don't don't start walking on to to other people's properties trying to find skinwalkers. Um, yeah, don't do that. <laughs> also, give back traditional lands. How about we give back traditional lands as well? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How about while we're staying off them, we also give them back. That would be great. Amazing work. Really cool. Really cool story. Give me goosebumps. <laughs> Goosey bumps. Goose pimples. Mm-mm. Did my my sexy story voice? <laughs> <laughs> sexy story. It was great. It was very compelling. Better than my jumbled back and forth Kelpie thing. I was like, and oh, this dude, legend says this so much. thing. And like, oh my God. That was episode seven. Yes. <laughs> you can, you can email the podcast at shit that scares us pod at gmail.com. We have a new email. Shit that scares us pod at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram at shit that scares us. That's the one. That's the name. Go go check out our, um, our Instagram and yeah, give us a follow and a like like some stuff and leave a comment. Let us know. Uh, we post your sick memes. <laughs> we post yes, sick, sick memes. memes, man. <laughs> meme, meme currency is strong on our Instagram. That's for sure. No, no one saw, but I dabbed right then. <laughs> yeah, I saw in my heart. I felt it. <laughs> the real the, the real strong. friends were the dabs we made along the way. Let's be real. Um, <laughs> Uh, and thank you guys so much for listening uh, we will see you next week thank you guys um, and have a good one bye, bye. bye.